You pour your heart into your business, you give to your clients, and you take care of your family and your community. And you put off taking care of yourself. When you only focus on doing, you bottle up your emotions, which taxes your body and depletes your energy. You struggle to show up, to keep up, and to create results. My name is Dr. Mary Maduna Gross. About 10 years ago, I burned out of the only career I thought I'd ever have. I got divorced, and I was crushed with chronic illness and pain. Now I have a business that I love, a husband I can grow with, and my health is on track. Through the power of coaching, I have come to recognize the resilience and power I carry within my soul. You have this resilience and power as well. Welcome to Inflow with Soul, where we create the space for playful restoration. Space to pause, to play, and to connect with your soul. Because when you take care of you, your results will take care of themselves. All right. I really want to thank everyone for uh, tuning in for today's episode. I am speaking with Lita. Lita is the founder of the lifestyle brand Inum. I got, I found, um, Lita through Bossy Chicago, a network for women entrepreneurs in the Chicago area. And I was going through looking for people that I wanted to connect with. And when I found your website, Lita, I, was attracted. First of all, I love the natural products, right? Um, and second of all, then speaking to you about your story, because there was a bit on your website that said immunocompromised. And I forgive me if I'm butchering that word, but um, that attracted me because I have psoriasis. So I have an immune immunocompromised system as well. And so I've also been, especially for skin, looking for products that uh, would not antagonize the, the symptoms, uh, or exacerbate the system, systems. And I love natural, uh, products. So it was kind of like a whole big package for you. I couldn't wait to talk to you. And then when we had a chance to meet, uh, and I just, I feel your joy. And I really want to be able to share that, uh, with the listeners today. So tell me a little bit. How to, tell me the origins. Well, how much time do you have, right? <laughs> Um, the, the spark notes version, I actually last year was furloughed in March. Um, and, uh, my fiance said, okay, well, what would you want to do that is going to give you an outlet? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I've always been passionate about building my own brand. I actually years ago, um, probably, oh, wow. So, about a decade ago now, um, was in the fashion industry for years. And uh, that was what I was extremely passionate about. But as we spoke about before, it was extremely, extremely taxing on my body, my mind, because I moved so much. I lived in three different states in two and a half years. And it, it was just at one point in my mid-20s, I was burnt out. Yeah. Uh, so I decided to start literally from the, the bottom and build myself back up. Um, working as merchandise product development manager at, uh, or not even manager, representative okay. at Groupon. Okay. Um, so, you know, fast forward to today, um, last year I was laid off due to the, the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, furloughed then laid off due to the pandemic as director of operations for the automotive industry. 
um, you can understand that trajectory. It, it when you go from being in a world that's more creative to the corporate world, not knowing what the corporate world entails, right. you kind of lose yourself. Yeah. And my fiance, for even before the pandemic, he he saw that he saw that I was losing that passion, and he even one year for Christmas got me a paint set. Um, And he took me to New York Fashion Week right before the pandemic because he to do something for me that would really bring back that passion that I that I enjoy. Oh, my gosh. And when he asked me, what would you want to do? Yeah, it was this. But it was this in a way that was was reinventing the wheel. Right. And uh, I knew as an immunocompromised person, I knew some as someone who's passionate about the fashion industry, the industry as a whole, I always did it because I wanted to bring people some type of joy in their lives. And I did fashion because I knew every time I was merchandising, I was bringing someone an outfit that they felt comfortable and confident in. Mm -hmm. And how could I incorporate that into my own brand? which is what brought me to a lifestyle brand. Okay. And I knew for me being immunocompromised um, because I have an autoimmune, I have an autoimmune disorder, uh, lupus mm-hmm. and rheumatoid arthritis um, and osteoporosis. Um, how could I incorporate the things that help me um, find joy and peace in uh, over a decade of being sick? Yeah. Um, what are some ways that I could bring this to the table for other people who are suffering from the uncontrollables of this crazy society that we're in right now, knowing that immunocompromised people are the number one (laughs) target for this crazy uh, pandemic that we're in. We can't go anywhere. Uh, So I'm bringing it to your home. And that's where Inam was, you know, was born. I, I, you know, took my love for goat milk soaps. I took my love for candles. I took my creepy obsession with lavender and I just baked it all into Inam. And, um, you know, and you always hear, don't fixate on the name um, when you're building your brand. Mm-hmm. I didn't fixate on it. It was extremely easy. Okay. Um, and, I can go into the name. Like I said, how much time do you have? Yeah. I, I, w- I do want to hear that part because I do love that part of the story. Yeah. But before we do that, I, I I would be remiss if we did not acknowledge your finding, uh, your fiance's role in this. Having a partner who yeah. is interested in you following your passions and not just, yeah, sure, go ahead. This is pushing you into following your passions. That oh. is remarkable. And I'm lucky. <laughs> yeah. I I've been through um uh some challenging relationships. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. to have found this is it, so, so I, what I want to, I want to pause on this for a minute too, because yes, you are lucky, um, to have someone who looks out for you, um, uh, mm-hmm. in that way. And yet the relationships are two ways. And mm-hmm. I, when I'm working with my clients, I really want to, we always look at our key relationships because I believe that our key relationships are, are one of the best ways that we get re-energized. 
You know, if we have the right relationships, that's one of the best ways to be re-energized. So is there anything intentional that you're willing to share uh, that you and your fiance do to maintain this kind of uh, level of relationship where you're really encouraging one another? Um, full transparency, this has been one of the most challenging years. Um, and even for us, even though um, what I call him is my ride or die, <laughs> even though he is, um, I mean, elephant in the room, I was furloughed. I was laid off. Mm-hmm. I was the uh, um, only African-American woman in a position of power um, or position of authority. power mm-hmm. at, um, or authority. Yes. Um, at the company I was working for and I was laid off yeah. and, uh, um, that still to this day, you know, it's only, it hasn't even been a year. That's right. it's still to this day has its, has its moments where it creeps back up and it's like, Oh man. And, um, we actually met at our, um, our, place of employment. Okay. He still works there. Okay. So I still hear about it. It's sure. like the way I explain it is like an ex-boyfriend that won't go away. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if there's one thing that we always focus on, it's at the end of the day, we are partners okay. and we're going to have our ups and we're going to have our downs. But as long as we understand that that is what comes along with the total package. Right. And we truly understand each other because we are two very quirky people. Okay. <laughs> um, we, we both have our, our, our challenges um, separately, but we embrace them. Okay. And uh, in any relationship, it takes time and it takes commitment to embrace what those quirks are in your partner. And, you know, we're still, we're still young. We're still doing it. Um, But we are on an amazing path that I personally have never experienced in a relationship or, or care to um, discover more about as that time progresses. It sounds like you're at a, in a relationship that um, you didn't even quite think was possible. Is that true? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. Did not know that it could be like this. Um, again, challenging, but easy. Yeah. If that makes sense. I think it does. Yeah. Thank you. I re- really appreciate your uh, willingness to talk about that because that's an important part of our business. Um, I know my husband's a, an important part of this. And when I get a feeling that, you know, I don't have his full um, support. I got to look at what is that? Like, what does he need from me? And and so that I, I can get what I need from him. And it's, it is a balance. And that's actually one of the many things he's, uh, he's articulated to me because what, what's, we're, we are, I'm the creative. Okay. He's the very um, logical. Um, so, it brings us together in a way where while I'm always thinking in gray, mm-hmm. he's always thinking in black and white. Okay. So he'll say to me, literally just tell me what you need. Wow. When in the back of my head, sometimes I'm thinking, well, why isn't this happening or this? Because I haven't literally just told him 
what I need. Yeah. And when I literally tell him what I need. He's, it's done. <laughs> it's, wow. it's, it's remarkable what just saying what you need will do. <laughs> right. Yeah. And sort of hoping that they guess or figure it out what I need. Yeah. That, that's, <laughs> that's a lesson that I've had to learn as well. You know, just assumed that I don't know why. Why would I assume that anyone else knows what I need? Yeah. Maybe because I don't know what I need. I'm hoping someone else figures it out. <laughs> it's true. Right? Yeah, it's but, very true. But uh, yeah, so it sounds like you really come back to uh, owning it for yourself first and then knowing what you need and knowing that you can ask for it. So important. Okay. Thank you again. I really appreciate that that conversation. Absolutely. So let's go back then to your business. You have the, if, if, if I have permission to say, audacity to open a business in the middle of a pandemic. Like Audacity is the perfect word. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am in awe of you because there's so many uh, messages. I'm sure that you, you heard yourself or heard from other people. Like, why would you do that? Why would you do this now? So what do you say to those people who are saying, why now? So um, I had so many who were also laid off due to the pandemic okay. and um, I actually, um, for years now, um, be, particularly stemming from being diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder and vacation, um, I actually struggle with anxiety and, um, depression. Okay. 2020 is the year to that literally just like leeches on to whatever those those depressions, anxieties are, and just will fuel it even more. Right. I could not let it happen. Okay. I legitimately could not let it happen. Um, because I knew for me what it could spiral into. And I just did not want that to be the next chapter right. in my life. Right. Um, You've been down that road, right? Right. When, not, before you were diagnosed again. and trying not to not going out. down again. Yeah. So one of the things that I continue to say to my friends who were just, just wallowing, just, oh, woe is me. There are millions of people who were laid off. Yeah. We are literally one in millions. Mm-hmm. Um, take this moment and do something with it. This is the most opportune time for us to follow passion. This is the most opportune time for me to go back to what makes me happy. And he was already building me up for it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize it with the paint sets and the fashion week and all that. But it was like a light bulb clicked in my head. And the second that I got the call saying, hey, you're laid off, it was actually the Monday after my birthday. Okay. You would think, oh, no. Right. It was like a relief. Um, Got to be honest, didn't really like what I was doing anyway. Okay. So it, it was literally a, okay, huh? let's do this. Got and... It. I 
had already, you know, had in the back of my head what it would look like Mm -hmm. if I were to start a business. Um, I think I said this to you on our our previous call. I'm extremely, extremely diligent when it comes to process and organization. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I love a good spreadsheet. Okay. Uh, If you ask me to put together a business plan, say, okay, sure. And I will sit and I will do it. And it will be one that you thought was, you know, it took years to create, which is exactly what I did. Okay. And I wasn't accepting no for an answer. I wasn't accepting. I never accept no for an answer. I never accept, oh, well, mm, nope, you can't. There's, this isn't an option or there aren't any options. There's always an option. Yeah. And I, I, at times when this all first started, I found myself even saying to certain friends, look, I, I, uh, I'm trying to find the most PC way of saying some of these things. Um, You've got to just do what makes you happy. Like, this is literally a year about us, not just a year, because we're still having to worry about it. Right. But... 2020 will go down in history as being known as the year where you have to, you have to practice self-care because you are going to learn so much about yourself that is overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And you cannot be apologetic for who you are, how you respond to a year that is extremely, extremely daunting. Um, Tell me what you mean about being apologetic. You know, if you feel that um, the pandemic opened up a lot of um, reflection time Mm -hmm. for me, where um, for me, it wasn't just the pandemic. It was the pandemic and understanding that society uh, is really flawed. at the end of the day, and you know, when um, first we we heard about the George Floyd um, situation, and then the protests, okay. and then um, it just it was a domino effect. Full transparency, I've dealt with it my entire life. Sure. Now it's just hey, it's in the media and it's in your face, and now you have to you have to be more vocal and aware Mm -hmm. because if you're not, then everyone's going to look at you like, Oh, what's going on? Okay. Um, so it was a, a time for me to realize, okay, I need to do what is going to bring me happiness. I need to respond in a way that's going to bring me peace and if you aren't necessarily, a, and it's not not necessarily saying it's a it's a respond in a negative or mean way. No, it's it's literally respond in a, hey, this doesn't make me comfortable. Right. And I lost friends because I realized that responses, approaches to the pandemic, to racial injustice. Mm-hmm to the election. We're just not making me comfortable. Okay. And 
still had to look at it from a, not just a personal standpoint, but I'm building a business and there's a voice behind the business. Yeah. How much do you disclose? How much do you not disclose? Right. And in the beginning of all of this, um, one of my you know close girls actually helping me build my social media presence. And while she did an amazing job, it wasn't my voice. Mm-hmm. It wasn't what was making me feel comfortable. Okay. And I had to figure out how to dabble in not being too overly political, mm-hmm. but also show them this is who I am. Yeah. Still trying to figure that out. And I think everyone is. So, so the unapologetic part sounds like it's really being unapologetic about who I am mm-hmm. and where I stand on these issues, what I, what I need. You're unapologetic with your fiance. Here's what I need. So being, having that courage, I guess, and the, the self-awareness to, to know who am I? How do I want to be in this situation or, or in this relationship? And then being unapologetic about that stance. Yeah. Yeah. Had you been sure about who you were in the past? Yes. Okay. To a fault. Because, oh. yeah, and you don't hear that very often. Right. Um, think about when, you know, uh, something is done to you or said to you um, by another person and you're wondering, why would they even think that that's appropriate to say or do. Right. I've always been so overly cognizant of situations like that. Okay. Um, to a point where I think whenever I'm saying or doing something, I always think, okay, how will this be received? Right. That can be to a fault. Definitely. You can overanalyze certain things and you be too aware of the fact that, hey, that could be, you know, received, you know, in a certain way. Sometimes it's, it's, you just have to say certain things in order to, or do certain things to get them off your chest, really. Right. right. So there's that, there's that fine line. Um, so I think it's, when I say to a fault, it's, it's so self-aware. <laughs> Of every little thing that you just, you have to, you have to take a step back and say, okay, everyone's different. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another thing about this, about this whole situation that we're we're learning. Everyone is so different Mm -hmm. in the way that they handle situations, traumas, so on and so forth. Um, You can't fault anyone for how they respond. And, um, if you, you know, just understanding where people are coming from is so important. Um, there are certain things where it's just like, whoa, what? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, on a smaller scale, it's, it's, I think it goes back to the, the relationship piece. Mm -hmm. Um, when your partner does something that you're just like, why, why would you do that? you have to understand the why behind it to then be able to respond to it effectively. Not always the case, but, right. um, so it's, it, that's, that's been the biggest challenge 
for me mm-hmm. when building a brand, mm-hmm. really understanding the mindset of the consumer, understanding the mindset of people who are receiving my my brand and my product. Mm-hmm. That's a whole lot of processes that nobody teaches you or nobody tells you like, this is what you're going to encounter as you are building a brand and building your business. So I, this is why I love these conversations because I want to hear from other people about all of these things that nobody talks about. There's no curriculum for this, right? Laid out. Um, And everyone's going to encounter it at a different level. Just as, as you were saying, we all have our own set of values, beliefs, and experiences that say, here's how things should be for me. Right. Right. Um, and your, your list is different than my list. And when there is um, a conflict, one of the things that I've really learned is that when I sense a conflict, the conflict is with me. It's not with what the other person said. It's what I'm making what they said mean about me. Absolutely. And when I can own that part, okay, so something they said is triggering something in me that I don't really like. What is that part of me that needs a little bit of love? Why? Yeah, exactly. Why am I being triggered by this? What am I making this mean about me? Is that true? Um, And, you know, no, it's not true. It's like name calling. Right. Mm-hmm. If you use one of the, the words that we've all agreed is a horrible name to be called and somebody calls you that, that hurts because we all yeah. have this shared knowledge. But if I would call you a cotton headed ninny muggins, right? Like from Elf, I would laugh at you like, what? Right. What does that even it, mean? I don't even know. <laughs> right. It might really offend someone else. <laughs> exactly. But it's, it, again, it goes back to the meaning that we've given the word and what that means about me. And if it doesn't Absolutely. mean anything about me, it's going to roll off my back. I'm not even going to notice it or I'm going to be amused by it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So you've, you've been through some challenges. Um, tell me a little bit about what it's been like to go from, I'm going to start a brand to what are we nine months later? Yeah. Something like that for you. Yeah. Is there anything in that nine month period that was another surprise for you that other entrepreneurs may not see coming as they're moving down this path? Everything. (laughs) Um, I, so talk about women in business who are, there's this terminology that I'm starting to hear fairly often um, uh, doing this. It's boss babe. And um, I have a friend who, um, when I, when I lived in LA, we instantly just, we, we used to call each other soul sisters. Um, We instantly just, you know, connected and I would watch her just like this all the time. And she would say the same thing. And she just such a smart, smart woman and so capable. And I would, and I knew that something was going to come of her, but I never knew what it was, but I knew something was going to come of her. Um, And in the past three years, she has built a brand that I am just in awe of. Um, It's called Freck. And, uh, um, uh, she knew what she wanted 
out of this business. And she was not going to accept anything less. And when I first started this, I called her and said, okay, give me everything. Yeah. Throw it at me. And she has become my mentor. Um, and whenever I'm, we actually just FaceTime a few days ago, I sent her a little care package with everything and just wanted to and it's put a little note in there and said, this is what I've been up to. And, um, you know, she even, some of my products, she even said to me, hey, you need to offer this. You need okay. to do this. And okay. I did it in there, my number one sellers. Wow. And, and I asked her, where were you guys at eight months? Mm-hmm. And she started laughing. She's like, it was exactly where you were. Calm down. Okay. (laughs) So it's, it's every day is something new from, you know, oh no, I'm not getting nearly as many sales as I want. Or, and then all of a sudden, here they all are all in one day. Or, oh no, I am bursting at the seams in my workspace. You know, where do I go next? And where do I get the money to do it? Or um, one of the biggest, you, for me, honestly, one of the biggest challenges because I didn't have social media prior to this Mm -hmm. is social media. Yeah. So, so astonished by what it's turned into. Mm -hmm. It's, it has made me feel like, oh my gosh, I actually am in my mid thirties because I don't know what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) Literally have no idea how this thing works. Yeah. And, you know, I find myself posting and then checking back. Oh, well, why haven't I gotten any likes? (laughs) I don't understand why. And it can be, it, it takes over you, you right. to a point where you have to remove yourself. So, I mean, there's always a challenge every day. Um, but I would say, you know, for me, if I continued every day to focus on the challenges, it would not be where it is today. Okay. I am pushing to focus on, I've been growing some really, really great relationships. Mm-hmm. Um not just from a customer standpoint, but vendors, right. um, f- friendships. You know, um, my workspace is actually in um, my friend's um, barbershop. And we grew our friendship because of this. Sure. And to have, you don't realize how important it is to have friends who also have an entrepreneurial spirit because you can bounce ideas off each other's heads. You can it texts them about, oh my gosh, this particular thing happened, which to some of your friends would be like, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. To them, it's like, oh my gosh. Um, to be able to have people to talk to about, you know, about the business and it's not in a, oh, have you gotten any sales? Right. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, nope. <laughs> that's right. Not necessarily what you should say, but sure it's those are the challenges it's the challenges of 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 building a brand and and having people realize that you're serious about this and building a brand and having people respect what you're doing and and um I've always been known as the one who pushes hard and as a hustler and people are are watching what's happening Mm -hmm. right now and and, you know, you, sometimes you don't want your motivation to be fueled by, okay, I've got to show these people that I can do it. Right. But a little bit of that is, yeah. it's, you know, it drives you. 
And that's what, you know, helps to drive me. It's, it's that, okay, Hey, look, I'm building a brand and it's not a side hustle and it's not a hobby. It's going to be a household name very soon. And I am, that's the, that's what I'm putting out. That's the energy I'm putting out. That's what I'm manifesting. And that's the most important thing to me right now. I love that. And I think that is a great segue into talking about self-care. You had mentioned this earlier. Um, you were talking about every day is different, right? So when I hear different, there's uncertainty un- that underlies different. Um, and so in this world of uncertainty, how do you stay grounded? How do you take care of yourself? I mean, so I actually did a Q&A with um, Go French Yourself when this all started. Okay. And uh, one of the questions was, how do you practice self-care? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I said to myself, okay, I could give a very, you know, canned response. And I can say, oh, well, I start my day at 5 a.m. and this and that. I don't. Okay. Um, I'm not a morning person. Mm-hmm. And it's, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Um, I used to work out religiously. Okay. But, I mean, my fiance and I love to, you know, just uh, have a late night cheese and crackers at 11 p.m. and, and laugh and, and, and goof around with our dog. Like, those are self-care. That's self-care to me. I've always thought that self-care first is about your mental state Mm -hmm. and then your physical, right? Because when I was working out religiously, um, I mean, and I say religiously, five days a week doing HIIT training, you know, had a great six pack and all of that, but mentally I wasn't happy. I wasn't, you know, and it's, it's all about how you want to go about it. Right. It's all about how, what works for you. Um, and for me, my self-care is my mental state. Okay. And once you're, I, I personally believe that once my mental state is, you know, in a place that where I feel comfortable, that's where the, the physical then really takes, you know, go or picks up and then and, and does what it needs to do. And um, in July, I found out that my levels were the lowest that they have been since I first got sick. And that's a good thing. That's huge. Okay. Um, I went from, you know, um, in, in, in the immunocompromised world, um, one of the levels that you look at is your CK levels. And when I first was diagnosed um, over a decade ago, they were up in the mid 20,000s. Okay. Um, a normal human being is zero to 300. And now, today, I am around 200. Wow. When I was working out religiously, mm-hmm. I was still in the 10,000s. Really? So it's, okay. So it's finding it's, what's right for you. It's, that is self-care to me. Yeah. Self-care, you know, I just have never been the type of person to be able to... Um, put on mm-hmm. it's you've always it's always been a what you see is what you get and you know again it's quirky yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's oh it's what literally what you see is what you get and uh, 
I personally have always just gravitated towards that more than um, than a character, Got it. if you will. Well, let and, me, yeah. yeah, let me follow up on this then. So you have your primary self-care seems to be based on relationships and spending time with people. Mm-hmm. Is do are you aware of any indication, whether it's physical or mental or or otherwise, that is a signal for you that you're in over your head right now? We need to take a little care. What is that signal for you? Uh, my fiance will tell you. I shut down. Okay. Just it's it is, uh, um, almost like an out of body. Like uh, my body is telling me, hey, it's time for you to rest and meditate, like like a, a meditative state almost mm-hmm. where my body is forcing meditation, okay. where it's saying to me, no, I don't want to do anymore. So you can try if you like, but <laughs> we're done. <laughs> and that state is where, you know, it's a, it's, it's quiet. It's reflective. It's. On the outside, it, it might seem, ooh, like, is she upset? Or is it, it's it's literally like just trying to figure out, okay, just trying to process right. everything that's going on. Right. And that goes back to the unapologetic piece. Mm-hmm. Um, still a little apologetic about it, mm-hmm. um, but getting better where you're allowed to have those moments. Right. You're you're allowed to to not be the all yes. the time. Yeah. Um, it's a lot for me. Can't do it. Sorry. <laughs> um, but that's okay. And as as soon as you know, I'm every anyone. I am able to really one hundred percent be mindful of that and be okay with that. That's when you. Um, you process it in a different way, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's probably that next step. And you realize it's that next step where it's just like, okay, turning the page. And, oh, this is a new, a new chapter. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. It really, I, I think, again, it's, it's a, an example of going outside the box, going outside the books that say, here's how you self-care, right? Here's your little checklist. Mm-hmm. And really tuning into what your own body needs um and giving it what it needs not what somebody else tells you that you need i have enjoyed this conversation immensely but before we go i would really like you to describe your brand for us what is it that you do and where can people find you yeah of course um so i like you said earlier, is a home and body lifestyle brand. Um, what I do is I bring to the table uh, natural, organic products that are going to just bring um, uh, mindfulness, happiness um, into your home and your body. Um, so um, what I offer is a, a range of uh, um, home products where it's custom candles if you want to get crazy and, and come up with your own um, custom blend, okay. which is something that you don't see very often. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I do offer uh, pre-blend candles that all um, um, solicit some t- type of um, mood or feeling, um, uh, calmness, energy, so on and so forth. Um, I do hair products as well. Um, and use them on myself (laughs) so I can truly understand um, what the outcome is going to be. Again, really uh, uh, 
trying to bring to the table that clean zero waste um, um, lifestyle when it comes to hair care products. Mm-hmm. And then also um, body products from Body Mist, um, again, in that that favorite lavender. Yeah, right. <laughs> to help promote calm. Again, um, just released an amber vanilla body mist as well. Um, I do hand creams, lip balms. Um, and then again, the goat milk soaps. And I am dabbling a bit in vegan friendly as well. Okay. Um, but, you know, just a wide range of uh, um, um properties that they do promote. Um, When it comes to the tea tree oatmeal, we talked about uh, this earlier, Um, really great for sensitive skin. Um, um, It's a tea tree oatmeal soap. So they can all be found on Inum, E-I-N-N-I-M.com. I did actually just, uh, or will be tomorrow, just releasing my spring collection. So a lot of really cool new fun products coming out um, in that spring collection as well. But uh, definitely check it out. And sure. um, yeah, like I said, if you if you have any questions about any of the products, I'm always um, here to answer. I'm, I'm very quick to, to answer to any emails or DMs or all and, of that. And that is true. Lita yeah. is very, <laughs> very responsive. <laughs> and on your website, you have a contact page. That's how people can get a hold of you. I do. Yes. And again, it's um, Inum and it's mini spelled backwards. So that's how oh. I remembered it. Um because phonetically it's a little yeah. different. Yeah. Um, any specials that you want to talk about? Yeah. So um, for my, for the listeners uh, to on this podcast, I wanted to offer a 20% off. So um, if you use Inum, E-I-N-N-I-M 20 um, on any product at the shop, your entire purchase, you can get 20% off um, just as a way for you guys to, to get a feel and a sense of what the product is and, um, enjoy some of the great products that I enjoy myself. <laughs> I love it. Is there anything else that you feel compelled to share before we close our conversation today? You know, um, this entire experience um, has been a roller coaster. And when I say a roller coaster, I mean the fun kind. Okay. Um, as long as when you're going through this process, you are able to differentiate the fun mm-hmm. stress versus the stress that didn't necessarily bring you happiness. Yeah. Um, you're going to be able to build something really cool and really exciting that you can call your own. And that's exactly what I'm doing. And I couldn't be more excited for what what's next on the agenda. I love it. I am so happy for you. And I'm so happy that we are connected. Thank you. Same here. I, I can't wait for uh, uh, what we have in store for our partnership as well. I agree. I agree. Hi, this is Mary. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope that you are coming away feeling maybe a little inspired, maybe a little more informed, or maybe just rested. Most of all, I hope you're coming away feeling empowered. If you do, please leave me a five-star review on iTunes, but most importantly, please pass along this sense of empowerment to your friends and to your networks. Thank you so much for your support. I appreciate you.